0: God, we thank You for Your Word this morning, God, for the truth that it brings to us. God, for the challenge it brings to us. And I pray today, God, we'll have a greater understanding of what it means to worship, to come into Your presence. God, I pray You'll reveal things to us, You'll speak to us this morning. As we bring the Word, we just thank You right now in Jesus' mighty name. Make a joyful noise. You know, if you understand what God has done for you, you cannot make any other sort of sound. It's like, wow, wow, that's amazing. I just love when God does breakthroughs. When people have been praying for something and you see it come to pass, you go, Yes. You know, yes. It excites you. You, you can't sort of just keep that in, like, something worse, you know, being excited. You saw a miracle take place and you go tell someone and say, Wow, you know, I I was I was I couldn't hear in this here, and I can hear now. God just did a breakthrough. God just did a miracle. Oh, I'm so excited. And you tell your friend, they go, Oh, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's, you cannot be like that. You've got to be excited about the things of God. Can you imagine God in heaven when he sees his children excited about the things he's doing opposed to those that are just going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, just... Well, I want to tell you, it says, make a joyful noise to Jehovah. Jehovah is, for those that are not sure of that word in Jehovah, we're not Jehovah's witnesses. <laughs> it's the word Jehovah is a Jewish name for God and... Um, early translations, we use the word Jehovah rather than Lord because Jehovah is a name, Lord is a title. But yours will probably say, make a joyful noise to the Lord. or your hands, that's okay. And then it says, worship Jehovah with gladness. Come with His pre- come before His presence with singing. So there's an action word there we have to come before to reveal our worship. We sing, that's why we sing. We sing, we step out and we sing. We come, we... And we don't... It says, and I, I want you to understand here, it says... Um, We come, we worship Jehovah with gladness, not sadness. You know, I've seen too many people coming here, sad. I go, what is going on? It says gladness. You've you've got the wrong translation here, I think. It's not sadness, it's gladness, all right? So you should come here on Sunday being excited about coming before God. We're going to worship. We're coming together as a body, and uh, we're going to have a great time. Everyone's ready to party, you know, in, in God's presence. That's what it means, and he's come with gladness before his presence. Oh, we're so grateful, God. You know, we have this moment. You know, there's certain countries of the world where you cannot meet like this. You know, we have the advantage. We can come before God in this meeting. You go to certain countries of the world and you will not be able to meet like this. It's all underground. It's in hidden things. You know, they're baptizing people in the ice at nighttime and stuff just because they could get caught out and put in prison. So we should come with gladness that we have an opportunity. We come with gladness that God is with us. Know that Jehovah, He is God and He made us. You know, When you come into worship, you're, you've got to acknowledge these things. You've got to stop and think, who God is and what has God done for me? All those things. Be thankful. Quite often we forget to be thankful. We forget to thank God. We just take everything for granted. We can sometimes can become like spoiled little brats. We're just so used to getting everything, we forget who's given it to us. And, and the cost, it costs them. It costs Jesus Christ his life and uh, for God to, to give us that freedom he has made us not we ourselves see it's nothing about us we kind of think it's us as you saw in that video it's very directed itself and unfortunately some people think worship is like that it's about how I sung on the day you know oh, we had a great worship time this morning I sung brilliantly you know you should see how I extended myself and, uh, and I brought the band right behind me oh, I was amazing you know and uh, that's not worship. That's, that's, that's just being beheaded. And, uh, you know, that's just not going to work. Um, but it says, uh, it says, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Let us understand who we belong to. Let's understand he is our God. We are the sheep. We worship him, the creator of all things. He's done all things. Everything. Everything. You've got to think everything. is right back to Genesis. In the beginning, God created. God has done everything. And when we marvel, I mean, it's great because I live up in the country a little bit. On a nice, clear night, you just look up in the sky and see amazing stars. And you, know, you see a little bit more when you're in the country and what you do in the city because of the lights everywhere. So you don't see so much. But it's like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. This is amazing. You know. Uh, and uh, we've got to have that awe. We've got to have that wonder that God Has done for us. And you know, God, I'm sure God, when you start recognizing that, God from heaven's got a big smile on his face. He goes, Yep, did that for you. I did that for you. I'm glad you recognize it. Glad you're enjoying it. You know, and that's how God is because he loves us, he cares for us. But those things require an action. It requires for us to do something in worship. We enter, it says it in verse 4, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That's why I'm saying you've got to thank God. You come into His presence, not with a list of things you want. That's not your first approach before God, but it's a, a list of a, a, a adoring Him, thanking Him, giving glory to Him. Come in here. You know, we, we, From the prayer time before the service, we're thanking God for what He's going to do. We're thanking God and believing that He's going to change and uh, do amazing things in lives so for people in this meeting. So we enter his gates, and this is a picture of, like the temple, the gates to the temple. We enter in with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. We enter the courts. We we're thankful to him, and we bless his name. We oh he's so good. God is so good. You know, you, you just gotta, you just gotta get real. Let's let's you know, God has been amazing, and God is, is amazing, and he doesn't change. He doesn't know how to be anything else. He is amazing. He doesn't know how to. Try to be amazing. He is amazing. He's just just—just he just his nature. And you're going to see how amazing he is. We're living in very uh, crazy times, as I say, and, and you're starting to see a lot more starting to edge out on the news and that because the mainstream media won't be able to hide the lies they're trying to hide right now. And you're going to see some truths come forward, and you're going to see God move because there is an evil situation plan on this planet right now, uh, opposing... Uh, the things of God, and God's, God sees what's going on, and he's about to move. You're going to see something happen. It was like we were talking earlier about the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, there's Noah building this ark. Everybody's laughing at him, going, are you crazy, man? doesn't even rain, because it hadn't rained. The Bible says it hadn't rained. There was a mist, a dew that just sort of watered everything. And can you imagine him doing that? No, no, God's giving me a word. Oh, yeah, you're a fruitcake, man. You know, that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They didn't believe Him. They didn't want to believe Him. They just thought it was a joke. That's why the Bible says it was just like a normal day. They were eating, drinking, marrying. Everything was going on as normal. And then suddenly, the door shut. The floods came. And you're going to see something like this happen again, I believe. God is about to move. God, And you've got to be on the right side because that that ark represented God Himself. It's like, come into my presence. Come into my safety. Come into that place. And God is calling His people right now to come into that, enter into that place again. Enter that place because that's the only defense you're going to have for what's about to happen. Enter into His gates, the gates of the temple, a place of public worship. We need to always come into that place. God made you to worship. You know that's what you were made for? You were made to worship. You were made to you go, oh, I didn't know I was a very good worshiper, but God's made me. I'm sure I can do better. And uh, worship is an attitude of humility, reverence, honor, devotion, adoration that properly mark the relationship of created beings to their creator, especially in his presence. It's not just about singing a song. People hear a great song and they go, Oh, the worship was great. I just really enjoyed that song. That song was really good. They sung it well. They're in tune, and everything worked well. It's, it's not like that. Um, Matthew fifteen eight says this. This people, this is Jesus talking, this people draws near to me with their mouth, referring to the Pharisees, and honors me with their lips, but the heart is far from me. Yeah. So you can say all the words. You can come in on Sunday. You can be one of the best singers. You can be one of the loudest singers. But where's your heart in it? Where's your heart? You know, you may be one of the worst singers, but your heart's in it. Yeah, yeah. There's a thought, isn't it? The next time you go, oh, I wish that guy would shut up. He's terrible. <laughs> it's like, go, no. Say, so, no, I know his heart's, and I can tell. I mean, his, his singing may not be in it, but his, his heart certainly is. Because I, I know I've had those moments. I've sat Because if you know how I work, um, whoever I'm standing next to is who I'm going to sing like. <laughs> I can't help it. I just lock into their way of singing, and I'm following that I'm a copier. You see, I'm not a singer. I'm a copier. So when people start, if I'm, and I struggle if it's a girl next to me because they go a bit too high for me, and I'm, ah. <laughs> But if it's a guy, boom, 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 we come down low, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, it's it like, but you've got to find that space. So I've learned now to try tune out those voices and just connect to God. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to find that place where you just connect with God. You know, you just go, it's me and God. It's me and God right now. You know, Everyone else got their thing going. That's great. But it's just me and God. I'm, just, I'm reflecting on God. I'm, I'm, I'm spending this time because you're connecting your heart to Him. See, God is concerned how we worship. He isn't interested in the added special effects. You know, we, we, we have little moments like lighting and things to help try focus you on God. But that's not the main thing, all right? So it's not like if we had none of this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if we can hook into worshiping God and focus on Him, these things are only just additional things. It's like, how can I put this? It's kind of like uh, um, I don't know if this is a good example. I'll probably get myself in trouble. You know when you got these thoughts that jump in your head, but you're scared to say it because you might get in trouble. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about you know, uh, an additional things like I'll be very careful here. Uh, like ladies, like ladies, they just wear makeup and am I going okay? Um, and and earrings and things, it just adds to their beauty, right? So this just adds to where we're going. So it's just like that. I think I've got okay with that. That's all right. (laughs) Uh, I always put my foot in it, usually, and uh, say something I shouldn't, and uh, it comes out wrong, and then I get told later. But anyway, um, (laughs) God is concerned about how we worship. He is interested, not in the special effects we put in our music or sermons. He's interested in one thing in our hearts, where is your heart this morning? Like when we start singing those songs, is it just like you're like a robot, just automatic, just singing, but it has no meaning or substance to you, not connecting with it? Uh, you know? And I've often said too, you know, when you look at heaven, you'll see the angels bound before God in the throne room, and they just praise Him 24-7. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is He. 24-7, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is He. And you'd have some that may go, do they know another song? <laughs> That's, yeah, I've heard that one. And it, so it's not about the song, it's about connecting and making a declaration of what you actually are feeling inside your heart, what you're actually connecting with. For it says in John 4, 23... For the hour is coming, Jesus said, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks uh, such to worship him. God doesn't want the fake stuff anymore. He wants the real stuff. He wants you to connect into him today. He wants you to push through the barriers of embarrassment, whatever. Who cares who's singing next to you? Who cares what they hear? If you can't sing in tune, that's okay. That's fine. God sees the heart. He's not giving you a music lesson. He he's actually wants to hear from your heart. For such is a time, it says, and now is, when true worship shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. This is what it says, the Father seeks such to worship Him. The Father is seeking true worshipers, not fake worshipers, not, not just Blase worshippers, but true worshippers that worship in spirit and truth. In spirit, not just from the flesh. It's quite easy, as you saw in that video. That's why I use that as an example. Because there are those that will go, look at me, look at me. I'm up on stage. I've had people in the past want to join our mu- music team because I've got a voice. I want people to hear it. And I said, well, you go out there and they can hear it out there. You're not hearing it up here. Wrong attitude. Wrong attitude. And that's what I love about our music team Million Mong P very humble people, and they won't put up with that sort of stuff. They want people that have got a heart for God, not just for a heart for the stage. Like, look at me. God is looking for those that worship in spirit. From your spirit, your emotions, being, being led by the Holy Spirit, when you connect into that world, it's like, whoa, you're off on another planet almost. You sort of just feel the, you're just carried away in the presence of God. It's like. That's why I said with well, certain songs you'll connect to and as you start praising God and worshiping, you just don't see an end to it or it just goes very quickly. I've had people say, wow, how long did that session go? I went for half an hour, felt like five minutes. I was just lost in it. And I go, that's when you've made a connection. That's where you've, you've, you've gotten to the throne room of God. And in truth, worshiping God in truth means to worship Him according to His word in the Bible. As you saw, it's, it's declaring His word in truth. Not I exalt me, I exalt him. <laughs> John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. So we, we, we worship in spirit and in truth. John Piper said this, truth without emotion produces dead orthodoxy, orthodoxy and a church full of artificial admirers. On the other hand, emotion without truth produces empty frenzy and cultivates shallow people who refuse the discipline of rigorous thought. Uh, But true worship has come from people who are deeply emotional, who love deep and sound doctrine. Strong affections for God, rooted in truth, are the bone and marrow of biblical worship. Worship is important to God. Every person is created to be a worshiper. God, the dwells and, I believe, manifests Himself in the praises of His people. You know, you can feel atmospheres change when people start worshipping. You know, you come here in the morning like you're the first in the building sort of thing. It's, it's okay, you know, it's not a problem. But you come into this place when people are worshipping, you'll feel the difference. There's an atmosphere. There is something happening in the room that people can tangibly experience and feel for themselves. And you know what? God is pleased. God is drawn to that. God is drawn, because it says as we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us, says in James. <laughs> so as we draw near to Him and worship, God is drawn near to us. That's why we can feel His tangible presence. We can feel something. People go, oh, I'm just lost right now. I just feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I just love that the uh, American... Uh, like churches, they're just so right into. It. I love, I love that. You know, they really feel it. You can see it's in the hearts. You know, yeah, they, they get worked up. It's like, mm, I feel good. Mm, I feel the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, they're really having an experience there. You know, it's like, a, <laughs> I'd love to go to one of those churches because I, I reckon they just got some life in them. You know, and and that's what we need to do. We are very, um, how can you say? We're very reserved here. And South Australia is known for a reserved state. We're very reserved, you know. We're a prim primum proper, proper, now, brown cow. And uh, but we sort of don't want to show too much, do we? we? We've got to look correct all times. But let's lose it sometimes. Let's, let's, let's start to loosen up a bit and uh, get some oil of joy on us and uh, let the power of God just touch us this morning. Amen. Amen. Uh, Worship is a declaration of of our weakness and God's strength. There's another one: demons tremble at worship. Demons don't like it. You know, I've seen in meetings when worship starts rising, you see people manifesting. I've seen, I've been in meetings where people just start manifesting. Just we're in worship, we're just singing praise God, songs to God, worshiping you know mean? Him, and suddenly someone starts shaking. So acting a bit weird, breaking out. So I've seen them slither on the floor. I've seen all sorts of stuff and uh, they just can't handle the power. They're like, get, get, get me out of here. You know? They get very uncomfortable, get very uncomfortable, because they cannot handle when the presence of God rocks up. Worship shows your allegiance. There's a kingdom of darkness versus a kingdom of light. Uh, Exodus thirty-four fourteen says, For you shall worship no other God, for Jehovah, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. God is jealous for you. God does not want you to worship anything else. We should not have anything else before our God. And yet we do. We don't think about it. If your love towards money or something like that is greater than your love for God, if your focus is on one thing more than another, God's not happy with that. That's, you're making an idol, a connection. It may be anything. Even people do it with their jobs. They think more of their job than what they do with God. They put all their time and effort, work late hours and all that for their job. But they have no time for God. We've got to make sure that God is number one in our world. He is a jealous God who does not like you worshiping anything else. You've got to make sure that you are in line with Him. We see in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus was led by the Spirit up into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And it says in verse 8, Again, the devil took him up into the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, to Jesus, all these things the devil said, I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. But, and Jesus said to him, go Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, the angels came and ministered to him. There is a battle for your worship, evil and good. It's that simple. The devil wants you to worship him. He sees himself, he wants to see himself as the most high God, that people would turn to him. But our worship is with the living God only. And we've got to make sure that we don't get caught up in those things because the devil tries to get worship through many things, even idols of things. That's why God hates idols because demons hide around idols because they get worship and things. You know, I've seen it in people, in Christian homes too, you know, I said, what is a Buddha doing in your home? Oh, it's cute. Somebody gave it to me. He looks like a nice little fat man. I said, yeah, he may be a fat man, but that's, a, that's an idol. You've got to get rid of that. Dream catchers, you know, uh, these webby things. they all got spiritual connotations behind it. Um, you know, all sorts of things. Like, you know, I could go on and on and on. We've got to break those things. And if you've got those in your house, you need to decide today, as the Bible says, choose whom this day you serve. And get a hold of that stuff. Look, when I became a new Christian... I was like really hot on this stuff because I, I read a book on, on how the devil gets into your house through idols and things you don't even think about, some games. Do you know a lot of occultic people designed games for kids with demon little figures there and things that draw them into the supernatural world? It's not good. I'd go on a whole another line with that. But we got to go into our house as I did and I remember some of the stuff I had, I just remember getting it all and I went outside, pour petrol, and am whoosh. Or, or, I like doing that anyway, but it was just, <laughs> but it was just a particular purpose, a uh, bit of a firebug, but that's okay. Um, it, it was a time of breakthrough. But you know what? I felt something break because you don't realize these where you give your attention time to is, is, uh, gets a hold of you. And you need to break things in your world. And when you come into worship and you put God where he rightly is first, everything else starts to fade. Everything else will break. You know, um, I remember um, a story of a lady called Rebecca Brown. She, she ministered to a lot of people in the occult, and she was told a story about this person who sent her a letter one day and said, look, I don't know what's going on in my house. You know, I'm a Christian. I don't know what's going on, but it's not good. You know, there's weird stuff, you know, going on activity in our house. And, and Rebecca said, well, what has changed? Has this just started to happen? She said, yes, I've got this weird stuff going on in my house. He she says, when did that start happening? She goes, well, funny enough, you should say that. It's about the time when I came back on holidays from Mexico, and, uh, and um, it was around that time. She goes, well, tell me, did you bring anything back from Mexico? She goes, actually, yeah, I did. I've got these little, little gnome-looking things, these gnome things. And I thought, oh, they're all cute. I'll bring those into the house, two little statues. I'll put one at the front door and one in the house somewhere. And she goes, do you know about those things, the Mexican begging uh, statues? There's a curse put on each one of them. And she goes, I didn't know that. She says, well, you need to just pray. And, and the God will break that. She said, she, she was in, kneeling in her house and, and uh, as she was praying, she heard smash, smash. The power of God just broke those things, broke it out of her life. And there's things in your world, you know, I've had I've had to go out to some crazy places at times and, and, and seen some crazy stuff. But, uh, you know, when you hear of things like, a uh, husband and wife having big issues, fighting all the time in their household. And uh, and you find this particular case that they brought in a, a death mask from Papua New Guinea. And it, it's all started when they brought that into the house. It created ha- havoc. And it got so bad that they would not take away this mask. And this girl ended up frothing at the mouth. It got possessed. It was crazy stuff. You don't want anything like that in here. The Bible talks about Having the house clean, that's what it's talking about, clean of idols, clean of anything occultic. Make sure it's all washed out. Make sure you do a thorough job with that because there is a lot of deception under the skies of games, children's games, dolls, all sorts of things that you'll see. So you need to be aware that God wants you to deal with those things. But we need to be worshippers of the Lord your God and Him only shall you serve. Serving and worship go together. If you worship God, you will serve Him alone. God is a jealous God. Exodus 34 verse 14 says, For you shall worship no other God, for Jehovah, whose name is Jealous, is the jealous God. No other worship of other gods. Whatever you put before Him is your God. What are you worshiping this morning? We're going to close uh, with that thought, but I'm going to have a time... At this end of the session, I'm just going to ask the musicians to come forward because we're going to finish with a worship song. But I want you to do something. As I said, the word worship means to step out, like do something. And even if it's like coming to the front, you're welcome all to come to the front. I don't care how many people come to the front. We're going to worship together. But as they're setting up, the most important thing is that you have a life that is correct with God. So I just want everyone just in this moment just to close your eyes, bow bow your head because it's important that you have a relationship with the living God. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have an opportunity right now to receive from Him the the gift of heaven, the gift of life. It cost Jesus His life 2,000 years ago on the cross when He died for you and I, that we should have life, that we come back in a right standing with God. If you've never given your life to Jesus this morning, you want to raise your hand and do that, I want to pray for you. But I want to know that I am praying for someone here or perhaps you once did it and it's been a while since you really took God seriously. But you, This morning you say, I'm coming back, God. I'm coming back. I've got to get this right. This is a perfect week to do this in the prayer and fasting. Uh, if that's you, if you'd like to give your life to Jesus Christ in this place with every head bowed, eyes closed, don't no want look around. Just raise your hands just so I know I'm praying for somebody. Uh, you know, I just want to pray for that person today. If, if that's you here right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Father, I pray today for every one of us that God we have a true understanding of what it is to worship you in this house. That God, we will come before you, our maker, our designer, the God who loves and cares for us, who demonstrated to us. Father, today we, we want to step out. We don't want to be fake worshipers. We want to be real worshipers, those that worship in spirit and in truth. And I pray today, God, that our worship will be acceptable in your sight as we meet with you in worship. Father, I just thank you and ask that you come meet with us as we finish this last song, as we praise your name. God, we will enter into your courts With thanksgiving, we we'll enter your course.